Welcome to the Social Media Love Podcast, where you will discover how to get more clients on social media with proven social selling strategies. And now, your host, social media marketing coach, influencer, speaker, and founder of Social Media Love, Angelique Benet. Social media, love it or hate it? In a world where the average daily screen time is almost seven hours a day, including social media, how can women entrepreneurs get a piece of this marketplace and finally fall in love with their fear of becoming visible, i.e. sharing their voice, ideas, stories, irresistible lucrative offers, beliefs, leadership and expertise with a community of like-minded individuals in a way that feels good, genuine and healthy. This show is exactly about this via storytelling, interviews and social media marketing tutorials. Every week we add a piece to the puzzle. Welcome to Social Media Love Show and welcome to the conversation. As many, as many people as possible um, hearing your story. Uh, how can you hear me? You hear me okay? I can hear you great. Can you hear Perfect. me? Yes, that's awesome. Yeah. Perfect. Uh, so welcome to the real story behind her business. Um, this is a place where we share our stories, not only, you know, to learn how to use storytelling in marketing, because we know how much it's important to transfer our knowledge and, and, and give a sense to people what it is like to work with us when we are coaches, consultants or service providers. So it's not only that, but it's also a place where you, you, you get to be inspired uh, because there is most of the time we have universal stories and what ha what what the story of angelique is or or um alison is might be your story in a certain way or could serve your story in another way so welcome welcome and ask any question along the way because yes, i get please. i get very excited and sometimes i forget to remind everybody that they can ask questions <laughs> So Alison, before I talk too much, tell me, where are you talking to from and uh, what is your business? So I am talking from Atlanta, Georgia, and my business is Cognitive Behavioral Coaching. And I um, work primarily with women. I do have male clients, but I work with a person who is feeling ashamed of their past, guilty. Um, most of my clients have some kind of pretty significant childhood trauma um, and they're tired of being a victim and they want to take their life back and start just really making money and having success and being happy and doing the thing. And so that is who I work with. Wow, that's awesome. And so uh, before we deep dive into your story, Alison, I want us to bring the light on the mega event that you're organizing very soon. I want to put that right there so that we don't forget to talk about it. Tell us more about what is the big thing that you are organizing very soon and that we can invite whoever is interested to join you either in person or in uh, online. Tell us about this. Yes. So my event is called Behind the Power and it is um, in October, October 19th, 20 and 21. That is a Wednesday, Thursday and Friday. I don't want to hear that you can't take off of work because um, <laughs> that is not true. Yeah, not true. 
Um, so we are going to have breakout sessions where people are getting individualized coaching. Um, we have panels where people can ask questions and get guidance. And we also um, have just some amazing speakers who are going to be spreading their wisdom and sharing their wisdom and answering questions from the audience. And I want to tell you, the reason I put this event together is because I became an entrepreneur 20, over 20 years ago. We didn't have any of this online resource stuff. Um, there was there was like really no event where women could go and just really be their true authentic selves to get the help that they need. So this is that place. So whatever, if you're afraid to go live, if you're afraid to, um, you know, connect with people that you've never met before, if you're a wallflower, um, if you want to collaborate with other business women, but you've never done it before and it scares you, like get to this event, either virtually or in person, because we are going to help you. We are going to push you up the ladder to the next level. I love this. I love that you you say it like that. Like, don't don't wait. Don't um, push. Don't uh, don't put it to the next month or the next whatever. Just go now. Yeah. 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 So right. So I'm I'm gonna put your uh, website right there where there's a free meditation as well. And then from this same link, you can find out about the the event. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So thank you for this. Um, let's dive in into. I always like to ask this question, Alison, when you were a little girl, like being you know, five to 10, what was your favorite thing to play with? What did you have fun with? And how much did that shape who you became um, as an entrepreneur? I loved to play outside and I'm 57. So Back in back in my day, you know, that's I feel like my grandmother talking. <laughs> you know, our parents kicked us out in the summer. There was no like baseball, soccer, none of that stuff. It's just like we were kicked out. We came home when the streetlights came on. That was our you know curfew. And so we built forts and we played games and we all like got together and played baseball together. And we just figured it out. You know, we drank out of the hose. Um, we would go run in each other's houses and like grab food. And I think what helped me as an entrepreneur is that I got to witness how when people have the same goal and they all come together, um, whether you're like have a little spat or, you know, maybe, maybe somebody likes, you know, Joey more than they like Allison or whatever, but we still played together. We still made it work. And I think that I learned at that very young age, the importance of collaboration. Oh, that's interesting. I like that vision of things. Yeah. So what type of collaboration do you, would you say that helped you the most in building the business of your dreams? That kind of collaboration, um, I think it's super important to find people that are like-minded and have similar goals. Um, even if the goal is, you know, let's all help young entrepreneurs coming, you know, the great resignation or whatever, let's all help them. But I think that collaborating with someone who doesn't have your same 
goal, who doesn't have your same spirit, who doesn't have your same heart, your same mind, it's not going to work. So I've been in that situation before. I've kind of put my toe in that water and it just, it didn't work. And um, I think that learning that at a really young age was a really a gift and a blessing. Yeah. So let's like, let's go to when you first decided to build your own business. Can you remember and bring us back there? What was your most burning desire at the time before even starting a business? Freedom. I, I wanted to have my own schedule, write my own paycheck. Even if it was a dollar, I wanted to write my own <laughs> paycheck. And I, I just, I wanted to build a company that matched my vision. Okay. So what was your biggest struggle at the time to make it happen? Tell us there. Like, do you remember? Yes. Lack of clients. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> It's not true that if you build it, they'll come. That that's that's Hollywood. Like that is that is absolutely not true. But I kept having these people tell me, just put your business together and then worry about clients. Just put your business. So I spent like two years building this like platform. And then when I launched the business, I literally was like, like there was there was nothing happening because I hadn't gone out and told people, here I am, you know, this is what I'm offering. And then to try and get clients, I gave my services away either for a half price or free or like buy one, get one, blah, blah, blah. And that's a big mistake too. That's a huge mistake in business. I love that you share that because yeah, that's uh, that's something you hear a lot. And then, uh, even in the context of my business, I hear that. So how do you like, okay, so now you say this 20 years later. So, but what, how did you learn that you had to shift these, I guess, was it mindset blocks? I don't know how you want or limiting beliefs. Maybe, I don't know how, what do you call that? What did you have to do to shift this? Um, I went to a friend of mine who had a big business in Atlanta. Um, she's very successful. And I told her, you know, listen, and and here's what I want to say to someone who's starting their business. Your business today will not look anything like it looks right now in 5, 10, 15, 20 years from now. But if you look at the Allison who started her company 20 years ago, it is completely different today. Uh, all I wanted was to work with women one at a time because I didn't know any better. Um, <laughs> and, you know, I wanted 10 clients. That's what I wanted. And so I went to her and I was like, this is what I want. And she said, okay, you need to start finding other business women who don't offer what you offer, but who have clients who need you. And it's a slow moving train, but it's a very effective train. And so we, again, this is not, we didn't have Facebook to 
get into people's groups and start collaborating. So I was literally going door to door, brick, brick and mortar, knocking on doors saying, no, this is what I offer. Um, do you have any clients? And after about two or three months, it just started working. And then I would gift my current clients something to get them to refer their friends because their friends were like-minded and then they would refer their friends to me. And then those people referred. And so for five years, I worked off referral only and was busier than I could keep up with. As a matter of fact, one of my um, clients, Bunny is on here right now. Um, she remembers when, like she can honestly say, oh, I knew her when, um, because she was one of those referrals to me from someone else. Awesome. I love that you share like exactly what you did. So you said that you had multiple iteration of your business. Let's let show me that. Like bring us there. How did you what what does it look like now versus 20 years ago? What, what transformation did you go through? So 20 years ago, I was seeing people in my garage. Um, I built an office in my garage and um, I would start at nine o'clock in the morning and I would see clients all day long. I wouldn't take a lunch break. I wouldn't pee. I barely drink water. Um, and this was like Monday through Saturday. This is when I'm at my busiest and I was burned out, exhausted. Um, I just, I, I just couldn't do it anymore. So I was again talking to one of my friends and she said, you need a coach. And I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. I didn't even know what a coach was. So she introduced me to Lisa Nichols um, from The Secret. A lot of people know who that is from The Secret. And I went to one of Lisa's events and she started talking about, you know, um, a lot of you coach people individually and that's all great and wonderful. But what if you put a group coaching program together? I was like, my clients will never go for that. So I actually waited eight years before I incorporated that idea because I was so scared that my clients were not going to like it. Isn't that crazy? I love it. So how did you realize that they liked it? I just I started asking them um, if they would have an issue or a problem. Um, if we were all in a group together and I was like, you're actually going to get more of me because I'm going to, go in the group and then you're going to get me um, one on one. Yeah, Benny is saying it was scary with the group idea, but I'm glad yeah. I joined. Yeah. 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 Um, a lot of my clients said that, like, you want me to air my dirty laundry in front of other people? And I'm like, no, you're actually going to be quiet and I'm just going to be teaching all of you. But as it turned out, they have built these amazing relationships together um, and it, it's a phenomenal community. And so I do retreats now. Um, I, I've built this amazing event. I do book collaborations. Um, I have, I'm, it, it's just amazing. Like it, it really is. It's, it's just, it's amazing. It's a completely different business model now. Yeah. Yes, it exploded. <laughs> it was.
I had to work through hiring team. And I had to come to realize that I am a bigger control freak than I realized. And you can't scale a business without team. Like there's no way that I can be involved in my clients and group coaching and, and, um, mapping out like what I'm going to teach them and the result that I want them to see and do social media and do emails and market my event and to get the books together and do all that stuff. And so the day that I realized like, I don't need one person. I need five people on my team. And then of course the whole thing about, well, if I have people on my team, I have to pay them. And then I'm like, because then other people, you know, like their livelihood rest on my shoulders basically. Um, and it's like, what if I have to fire them and what I have to, so I had to really work through those types of growing pains to first be like, I don't need to, my hands don't need to be in every single thing 24 seven. If I hire the right person and I trust them, let them run with it. And if it doesn't work out the way that I, want it to and hope for it to, and I have to let them go. Cause I'm always like a worst case scenario person. It's okay. Like they'll be fine. I'm fine. Everyone's fine. But to this day, I've, I've not had to let anyone go. And we just keep expanding and growing because, you know, people get a lot out of the program that I offer. It's called unapologetic power. Yeah. So I use the combination of science and spirituality. So I'm a cognitive behavioral expert. So I teach people how the brain works in a, in a, a brain model that I learned a long time ago. So we take that brain model and I teach people how to authentically, and that's the word right there, authentically change their mind into beliefs that they really, at the core of their soul, believe um, so that they can start to see different results. And I was doing that without spirituality for a long, long time. And I found that people kind of need the faith, even if it's in a ballpoint pen. They just need some kind of spiritual connection to something if they're having an extraordinarily bad day or they lose a parent or they get COVID or something happens. So I started incorporating meditation and um, energy work and all of these things into the sessions themselves. And it, it, it made all the difference in the world. And I'm so, so, so glad that I did that. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So um, I am, and I hope I don't offend anyone when I say this, but I am anti-religion. <laughs> like I have come, my father was a minister. Um, so I know the inner workings of behind the scenes with churches. Um, I wish that everyone could see the inner workings of behind the scenes because Sunday is very different from Monday through Saturday in the church world. 
So spirituality for me is it's a it's building a relationship with nature or Jesus or Buddha or whatever um, to come to understand that this is not us. <laughs> like this is a meat sack that we carry around on this planet and inside of us is like an inner an, a tiny little room that's inside of us in which we actually exist. And that is our connection to everything that's bigger than we are. That's my idea. That's my definition of spirituality. Thank you for, for I like the little box you say, I, like, I just picture, help me picture. Yes. Amanda, you say you couldn't hear me. Oh, oh yeah. Because I removed myself. Uh, I was asking, what is your definition of spirituality, Alison? Because you know there are so many confusions around this word that can mean so many things to different people that's the question we were talking about yeah so oh yeah so interesting that uh you say this because in the context of social media marketing in my programs i am just adding that that dimension of energy work of spiritual higher self and it makes such a difference we don't realize it until we are aware of it, I guess. Yeah. How do you and explain this? That is such a quiet secret that nobody seems. Well, I think there are more and more awareness about the fact that we're not just bones and meat and and the brain that that we have, you know, energy that has an impact, many ways, right? So, how, what's your take on this? Where is that coming from? That more and more we we hear about this and we're not scared or to talk about it, like having a show and let's talk about spirituality. <laughs> yeah, I think people, I, I think COVID did a number on us, first of all. And because COVID was global, there was no safe place to run to. It's like we had to deal with it. You know, it's not like we could all like run to France and wait for the United States to get over COVID or run to the United States and wait for England to get it. Like it was everywhere. And, and I think the the level of fear that every single person was experiencing on different levels, I think it forced us to really come to a place of having to find our center. And I was um, speaking on a podcast the other day and this woman was like, well, how do we incorporate that, you know, in corporate America? And I'm like, just imagine if you're going into like a, a review with your boss and you take a moment in the bathroom to just breathe and just feel into the power that's inside of you and just, just to imagine him smiling and nodding his head or her head and just to be like, I claim the perfect outcome for myself. I claim it no matter what it is. You're going to walk in that meeting so different than if you walk in that meeting going, Oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, am I going to get fired? You're going to show up. Your body language is going to be, you're going to ring your, you're not even going to realize that you're wringing your hands, you're shifting seat, doing all the stuff with your hair, you're, 
you know, you're, it's just completely different. So spirituality is not like build a temple and like, you know, everybody in the whole office has to be like kumbaya together. It's just, <laughs> it's, it's just understanding that you have this amazing tool to connect and be present. Thank you. Oh, it feels so good to talk about that. Yeah. yeah. So everybody go to the washroom and breathe. That's right. Whenever you need. Yeah. Because yeah, need... no, no one's going to bother you in there. You know? Yeah. I mean, I, I tell everybody, like, even if you're, like, I do this whole thing around uh, around holidays, like Hanukkah and Christmas and all that, and people have that have to go home, and they're they're, like, dealing with, like, all the family stress, and I tell them, Go in the bathroom. No one is going to bother you in the bathroom. <laughs> Go in the bathroom, close the door, take some deep breaths, bring yourself back to center, go back out, rejoin. If you have to go to the bathroom 152 times, just let them think what they want to going on with your stomach. And it doesn't matter, you know? Yeah. And I also had a woman ask me the other day, like, how do I incorporate spirituality in my social media? And I'm like, however you feel inspired to. And she's like, but what if people like leave my page or leave my group? I'm like, they're not your people. I mean, and that's okay. There we go. Yeah. Which makes us a bridge to the question I always ask. What's your relationship, Alison, with social media? I actually love social media. Um, I know that people are like, oh, Facebook and oh, but I have met, I, I met you because of social media, you know, and I've met so many beautiful, amazing men and women on social media. So I see it as a gift. I think the biggest mistake that people make with social media is, is the fear to be their true, authentic self. And I see a lot of copying, you know, like if you post something and someone likes it, they think it's amazing. They just take a screenshot and then they put it on their page and then that person likes it and then they put it on their page. There's just, the, I think the thing that's missing on social media is individuality. And that's why um, I try to make it my stories and not do like so many memes and things like that because I don't want Allison to get lost in my message. Oh, that's, I don't want Alison to get lost in my message. That's so beautiful. Thank you. Wow. I love this. So tell me more about what you mean by that. What would that look like? Yeah. So people come to us, they want to work with us because of us. And if we're not sharing us with them, then they don't know us. And so I feel like that's the difference between people who are on social media and they hear crickets and people who are on social media and they're like, oh, I got 10 clients this week or 20 clients this year just from social media and people's heads start spinning. But it's because that person is being themselves on social media. And people are like, ooh, that's my person. I feel this connection. Um, I will share this with you very quickly. So. I grew up in a, in an extremely abusive household and I had this thing happen. 
um, last week and I posted it on social media, um, sharing just a snippet about being abused and my doctor calling me and all of these things. And I got all these tons of support publicly, but then in my inbox, the hatred, like, oh, you're just seeking attention. And I can't believe that you would share that on social media and what's wrong with you and all these things. And the old me that needed approval and validation and everybody to love me, or I'm going to like completely fall apart. I just block delete or, you know, deleted blocked, block, 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 block. And I didn't even give it like a second thought. And so I tell people, you know, you're successful when the haters show up. Because haters show up when you're being your true, authentic self. That's when the haters show up. That is when they show up. And that's why so many people are afraid to come out of their shell and be their true, authentic self because they don't want to be hated. But the thing about it is, is that they're not hating you. They're just hating. Yeah. Oh, that's so powerful. Thank you for sharing that example because it's so such a that's fear number one what if people don't like what I say and then and then yeah and then I love that now you feel that you are so empowered and so true to yourself that you honor your story no matter what because no matter you what. can help others oh I love this yeah I love that. there's lots of love here on Instagram oh I, I love that, that. Yeah, thank you thank you Alison, um, what is, I always like to ask this question in terms of um, the money story, you know, those money stories we have. How did your journey in as an entrepreneur change your relationship to money? Do you see something like, do you have a story around that that you thought you had maybe some relationship at the beginning that changed over the time? Yeah, I love when people ask me this question, actually. Um, my money story was broken. Broken. Um, I had a lot of shame around money. Um, my parents, my mom basically raised me that money wasn't meant for me. Like, I couldn't have it. And my dad raised me, raised all of us with that it's really hard to come by and you have to sweat, like basically you have to bleed out of every pore of your being in order to have money. And so starting as an entrepreneur, I was terrified of money. I wouldn't look at my money. I didn't want to look at my money. Um, I also didn't want to make any money so that I wouldn't have to pay taxes. Um, you know, because I was so afraid of taxes. And then I had a breakthrough one day, um, my, my dad died and I went through this whole process of just forgiving him for a lot of parts of our relationship that were really broken. And I realized the shame and I was like, you know what? I divorced that shame around my money story. Like I'm worn out with it and it just, it just, I mean, like it was instantaneous change. Wow. Mm -hmm. Oh my God. Thank you so much for all the 
beautiful stories you share. Like I love how you say, I divorce my shame and I'm declaring to the world now, divorce my shame. <laughs> Bam. Because it's yeah. never about the money. It's not. Money is just money. It's just, I mean, it's credit cards, it's plastic, it's paper. It's it's never about the money. It's it's always the story behind the money. And I'm yeah. sure you work lots of that with your client. That's part of the work you do. Oh my gosh. It is the crux of the work that I do because everybody wants more, you know, or they want to manage it better or they want to, you know, they want to charge more, but yet they're just like terrified. You know, I mean, one of my clients literally was, I mean, she could have made, been making more at Starbucks than she was making as an entrepreneur charging her clients. And when I, spelled it all out for her on paper and showed her that she was making $7 an hour. She was like, uh. you know, and she's, and I'm like, well, she's like, how do I solve it? How do I solve it? Tell me how to solve it. I just, I want to solve it. I'm like, you've got to add two zeros to your program. She was like, two, <laughs> two zeros. I'm like, yeah, you have to, no, Allison, I can't do that. I can't do that. You know, and I'm like, well, then you can't, you know, because if you can't, you can't. But what if you switch that up a little bit and it's like, I'm willing, I'm willing to add two zeros. What do I need to work through to get those two? And she didn't add two. She added three by the time we were finished. Wow. Mm -hmm. Yes, ma'am. I love that story. I'm going to share my, it's not a secret because I share that story a lot, but I, that's kind of my story. I started to be paid oh, in apples. In apples. That's how I started to be paid yeah, in apples. You. Oh, you lost me. Oh, yeah. You're back now. I'm back. Hello, hello. Yes. Are you okay? Yes. <laughs> I was saying that you make me think of my own story. When I started, uh, you know, I'm not at all from a family of entrepreneurs, although that's not true because my dad is a farmer. And now I realize that when you're a farmer, you are oh, yeah, you're an entrepreneur. Yeah. But at the time, I didn't see the relationship between two, the two, and I started to get paid in apples. That was, and there's nothing wrong with apples, but it's just me. I was not able to charge. I was not. It was so the work, and now I charge five figure offers, right? But it mm -hmm. it takes that money story and observe and notice, and it's just beautiful how we make up our own life with our own ideas thoughts and beliefs yeah and how was i i want to add this in there too because i think this is super important so one of my clients she was charging the five figures but she was sabotaging every single client relationship because she didn't feel worthy to receive the money they were paying her but once she had it she just wasn't showing up for appointments. Um, she she kept canceling like retreat after retreat after retreat and just like she just was not showing up. And she is an amazing coach. And so when we finally figured out that it had nothing like had absolutely nothing to do with anything other than she didn't feel worthy to be receiving the money. And so therefore she was gonna sell. And they, of course, everybody was like, I need a refund, I need a refund, I need a refund. And so she would get get the money, sabotage the relationship, send a refund. Get the money, sabotage the relationship. And she was like in that pattern for 
like, and someone was like, you need Allison like right now. <laughs> wow. So when she showed up to me, she's like, my clients are like the worst. They're this or that, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, well, you're agreeing to work with them. So why are you agreeing to work with them if they're the worst, you know? And so just like putting it back in her face. And then one day she just started crying and she was like, the homework that you gave me yesterday, I, I, I'm realizing now that this is, this is me. This is like, this is my stuff. I'm like, of course it is. I mean, I say that with love, but yeah, I mean, of course it's your stuff. And now she like, I mean, she's far surpassed me and good for her. Um, I, I love that. Um, she is just on top of the world. Wow. That's a beautiful story too. Gosh. Yeah. Wow. So, wow. <laughs> I'm just like processing all the stuff you say. I'm like, wow. <laughs> Hi, Jillian. <laughs> oh, wow. So, okay. Last question. Alison, when you have the best of days, what is usually your routine or the things that you you kind of want to do or choose to do to make the day the best day? Share with us if you if it's going to be around food or habits or whatever. So I am very blessed in that my uh, adult daughter and my four-year-old grandson live with me. Um, yes, it's amazing. So my best day is just eating them up. That's like it's my best day is like, um, I wake up in the morning, I meditate, um, I get dressed and I come downstairs to their beautiful faces sitting at the breakfast table. And just, even if it's just five minutes, just hugging them, um, loving all over them, telling them how much I love them, how much I'm so grateful for both of them. And I'm so blessed, um, to wake up with them every single day. And that is, that is everything to me. Oh, that's full of love. Yeah, it awesome. really is. Yes. Oh, that's awesome. So tell me, is there anything I should have asked you that I didn't that you'd like to share with us before we say goodbye? Um, let's see. How can someone start to heal their story? Napoleon Hill says it so, so well. Um, so if you're watching this and you're just like, man, my story, my money story is like really, really, really messed up. Like, well, oh my gosh, sit down with yourself, place your hands on your heart, close your eyes if it's comfortable and ask yourself, what is the biggest thing that I'm afraid of with money? And if you can get as honest as you've ever been with yourself in your entire life and answer that question, you're going to open up a door of opportunity and it is going to lead you to magical, magical places. But that's, uh, let's go implement. That's right. That's an easy one. Like, does it take multiple times, Alison? Like, or could it come right away or how patient do we have to be with you know, finding the answers to those big questions. I usually say that um, our BS comes in first. Like I would filter through like all the garbage for like five, 10 minutes. 
And then, and then the truth, the stuff that we've never heard before, um, that guidance that we've never allowed ourselves to hear before will start to filter through and just believe it. Like no matter what it is, just believe it, understand that it's coming to you for you and implement whatever it is that you hear. Wow. That's a very strong way to, to close and wrap up. Thank you so much, Alison. You're such a, you're such a, a woman of wisdom. Thank you. <laughs> Thank, you. Thank you. I feel like I, I went to the spa after 45 minutes oh. with you. I feel like. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Okay, so thank you here on Instagram. Lots of hearts. Oh yeah, give us lots of hearts because wow, it was you. You're a master at storytelling, telling you this. Thank you. Yeah, that's just beautiful. So thank you so much uh, to all of you. And if the story hits you at some point, listen in and and even if you need to mm -hmm. ask question to Alison, reach out to her. If you get a chance to go to her conference. You can go in person or virtually, so there is no limit. Um, nope. And then no limit. you can find the links, but they should be around. I'll put them. I'm going to update everything. If not, just reach out to me and I'll send you to Allison. Okay. Thank you, everybody, for being here. It makes such a difference to see your comments and your love in the comments because that's, you know, oh, my God. Thank you. Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs> You've been listening to the Social Media Love Podcast from Angelique Binet. If you want to grow your product or service business with social media, visit socialmedialoveab.com.